Well, hey, everybody. This is Joe McCall, and I'm with Alex. How are you doing, Alex? Great, man. How are you? Good, good. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast, and it's a little different today. We are all on our phones today. Uh, normally, uh, we're at our mics at our computer. Um, we're weathering our, the hurricanes on our phones. <laughs> well, that's right. Where are you, Alex, right now? I'm in Massachusetts, actually. And is it raining a little bit up there? Uh, actually, the bands are starting to come in, yeah. Um, I just uh, actually got out of New York. I was there for the last uh, couple days as well, and they're supposed to get a direct hit here coming up very, very soon. So, Wow, and we're talking about Hurricane Sandy. There. Yeah. And uh, so what are you doing in Massachusetts? Well, actually, I'm visiting family. Um, you know, we come up uh, every now and then to visit family. We hit my family who's in uh, the New York, Long Island area, and then we come up and visit my uh, my in-laws so they could see the kids and all that stuff. And, I mean, it's just it's really nice to be able to do that. Um, and obviously with the, the real estate works and, the way uh, you can set your business up. I mean, that's the best feeling in the world when you can just say, hey, let's go visit the family. You don't have to talk to the boss and say, oh, can I please get off? Or, you yeah. know, can somebody else take my spot? And, this, and then they make you feel stupid even though they let you go and all that baloney. So <laughs> I <laughs> that's, think, the, that's yeah. the key there. Point out that way. Alex, last time you were there and we talked, I think, wasn't there a tornado or a... Uh, yeah, I guess uh, storms must be following me or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, how's how's business been going lately? Really well, really well. I actually have a $50,000 deal that I'm going to be closing on November 6th um, that, uh, that I just recently, so I'm excited about that, and I've got some rehabs. Still got rehabs in the work of another deal where – uh, kind of pretty much I'm just uh, buying properties um, that are in decent shape and just making enough offers to where, you know, they, you know eventually it's going to get accepted and actually buying it and closing it and putting it right back on the MLS and, um, make you know, make, making it work that way. I mean, the one I bought recently, I bought for 80000 I put it back on the market the same day I closed on it, and that weekend I sold it for one forty four nine. Nice. So are there are you having any problems? Did you sell it to a cash buyer? Or no, to this a, is a retail buyer. A retail no buyer. Yes. No issues. I sold it under market and uh it worked out well. So the banks didn't care that you had the title for just a day or two before you sold it. That's the beauty of a VA loan, right? Uh-huh. Yes. Very good. Very good appraisal, but I don't care about that. Well, we got a little rough connection, um, Alex, but the uh, the real reason why we're on the phone here is because we wanted to uh, just create a quick little podcast interviewing a student, a fellow podcast listener who goes by the name <laughs> Scott. Scott, how you doing? Are you there? I'm good, Joe. Yeah, I'm here. How long have you been listening to our podcast? Um, probably since July, so nice. three or four months. Yeah, I'm at about cool. episode twenty-five uh, ish. Okay, 
Yeah. And uh, we haven't corrupted you or anything like that, have we? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I don't think so. It's all been good. Scott, good are you in your Scott? Are you in your underwear right now, sitting at your desk? No, nope. jeans and t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, you're not in your Sesame Street pajama pants, though, right? No, no. I I work at home, but I don't do that. Okay. So um, maybe you you called me the other day and you sent me an email, Scott. Um, yeah. You did a small little deal just recently, and we wanted to interview you and talk to you about that deal. Um, but... I, I just was so excited when you sent these, this picture of me uh, of, to me of you holding a check uh, in your car. How much was that check for, Scott? Uh, after the dust settled, it was for forty-five thousand and change. Life forty-five thousand five hundred ninety-five dollars. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. Yeah. It was a good one. And uh, Scott, now where do you live? I live in Couch and Bay, BC, which is on Vancouver Island. It's kind of a small community. And uh, it's just outside of Duncan, BC, which has about, I'm just guessing, probably 40,000 people. A Canadian? Yeah. Yes. Wow. We've got a real life Canuck on the phone with us. <laughs> well, I didn't yeah. know you could, uh, I didn't think wholesaling worked in Canada. <laughs> yeah, it does, actually. Um I didn't think wholesaling worked in the states anymore. Well, no, it doesn't work. That uh, do you it have to do? Especially uh, does not work in Virginia. No. Mm-mm. So anybody who's trying it in Virginia better just give up. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work in no, St. Louis. It doesn't work in L.A. <laughs> it, uh, I assure you, it does work in Canada. It works. Uh, works really good. Basic, you know, I think the, the basic principle of wholesaling is. Getting a property under contract at a discount, whether yeah. that's a contract to buy it or a contract to lease purchase it or whatever, and then wholesaling or selling that contract to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And uh, Scott, tell us a little bit about how you found this deal, and um, what tell us about your background first. I guess rewind a little bit. Uh, are you are you investing in real estate full time? I am investing in real estate full time now. Um, nice. I've been investing okay. in real estate. For about 10 years, uh, I'm 29 years old, so I did my first deal when I was uh, 19. And uh, awesome. I would say the first five or six years, I did make a little bit of money, but uh, I was pretty much doing everything all wrong. And okay. uh, and then uh, I kind of survived the uh, crash of 2008 there, and uh, wanted to change my system, revamp everything, and that's when I purchased your course, Joe. Um, wholesaling lease options okay so uh now i've been doing it for since july and uh things are going really well now so this you so you started flipping lease options um explain that a little bit what how were you doing that what were you doing uh in, in your market it's not a big market no it's not a big market but uh the market is kind of soft so people are having a hard time selling uh-huh so I basically did, uh, uh, as you say it, Joe, I, I was scraping Craigslist. Okay. So I would uh, just contact people that uh, were trying to sell or trying to rent. And then uh, I would use your 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 contracts, your option to lease option contract. Yeah. And then uh, I loaded it up on the website. 
and then I would uh, sublease it to a tenant buyer. Yeah. So I've done that a couple of times now, and then uh, just recently we did this uh, our first wholesale. So it was a so, traditional wholesale, this one. Tradi- traditional wholesale, yeah. More like That'd how you do it, Alex. Mega lease option. That would be like a uh, Manhattan skyscraper lease option for four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like eight or nine lease options. <laughs> okay, so uh, Scott, you've been you've been putting you've been scraping Craigslist. You've been doing some marketing to um, Craigslist sellers and landlords, asking them if they want to lease purchase their house. And yeah. you know it's an easy strategy, but you only make you know three to six to seven thousand dollars maybe on each flip, depending on your your well, market. I've done two now, and I made ten thousand on the first one, and uh, thirty five hundred dollars on the second one. Ten thousand on a regular flip lease option. Those are uh, lease options, yeah. So they put ten thousand bananas. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. that was our. That was uh we made that about six or seven weeks after we purchased your course Joe. so that was uh that was pretty exciting yeah i have a I have a student in uh California that did sixteen thousand five hundred on their first lease option flip yeah um, wow awesome, eh? yeah so you know you, on the right kind of property you can do very very well with that um yeah. okay so this is the 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 deal the forty five thousand dollar deal was more of a traditional wholesaling. Um, do you yeah. Know, how did you find this seller? Uh, he found me. I had an ad in a coffee news, um, like a it's not a newspaper, but it's one of those advertisements that you see in coffee shops. Okay, right. like a one of the free newspapers that are a lot of ads and stuff like that, right? Yeah. So I put an ad in there looking for uh, for sellers to do lease options, and uh, this guy called me. He had just inherited the property and lived out of town. Oh. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah, so he uh, he didn't really want to deal with it, and uh, the property was in real bad shape. It was built in the 70s, and nothing had been done to it since. So okay. um, he uh, he told me that the town had assessed it for 309. Wow. And he just he just said that uh, if I would give him 130,000, he would walk. And, so uh, he gave wow, you the number. Must have been hard. <laughs> yeah, he he gave me the number. Yeah. So he just said, yeah. "If you give me one hundred and thirty thousand, I'll sell it to you." Yeah. Basically, because so he knew if he would have uh, listed it with a realtor, he'd be, you know, he would have had it listed for six or seven months and had to have uh, had to have dealt with it the entire time. You know, he just he just wanted to be done with it. Wanted out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he he um this is an ad in the newspaper. Was it just like a we buy houses ad or I buy yep. I buy houses cash? Yep. Okay. And you had a phone number in there. I where'd that phone number go to? Uh straight to my cell phone. Oh, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> all my ads. I don't get enough calls to uh to worry about setting up voicemails or anything like that. So all the calls come straight to me. Good. It works. Yeah. 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 So the point is, I think people should pay attention to is don't make your sellers jump through 20 hoops to get a hold of you. Absolutely they not. No. To, they no, need I to get a hold of them. Mm-hmm. Right. They need to need to get a hold of you or to a virtual assistant or somebody that can 
um, answer the phone, or re- if it does go to voicemail, return the phone call the same day, right? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, you are not even let it go to voicemail. Okay. Good, good. Um, so how did you know the this guy said he wanted 134? How did you know that was a good price? Well, just because the the city had assessed it for 309, and they're not always accurate the city tax assessments, but they are kind of within the ballpark, right? Okay, yeah. So uh, I didn't even look at the property. I just sent him a purchase contract, and, uh, and then uh, he was signed it and sent it back to me. And uh, I sold it like a week later for 147. But uh, <laughs> that uh, we had found out that it needed a new foundation. Wow! Okay. Uh, because the one side of the house was sinking, and uh, so. The, by the time the quotes came in and everything, it was going to be about twenty five, thirty thousand for this new foundation. And uh, I sold it as is for one forty seven, and then I uh, went back to the original seller and negotiated thirty thousand off the price. Ah! So I sold it for so I bought it for a hundred thousand and sold it for one forty seven. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you so, go. It's kind you of went lucky, really, how it all worked out in the end. <laughs> no, you took action, man. If you didn't yeah. take action, nothing would have happened. So there's no luck about it. Yeah. That's that's the key, and that's why I wanted to get this interview done as quickly as possible, Scott, is because uh, you know, maybe there was a little bit of luck that this guy just happened to see your ad and just happened to call you yeah, and just happened to answer the phone. What if he didn't put it in the paper, man? Then he wouldn't have seen it. I yeah. know. So there's no luck there. He took action. That's all it comes down to. You're absolutely yeah. right. You're absolutely right because, you know, you you weren't even pursuing those kinds of deals, but you knew, I guess you've understood probably pretty clearly through this is how important marketing is. Am I right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you, you might have been scraping Craigslist ads. You might have been sending out postcards for a while. Uh, you know, you might have been getting discouraged. You, you know, maybe your goals were to make, um, you know, $30,000 within your first five, six months, and you you weren't even halfway there yet. But um, the point is, you still kept on doing what you knew you were supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. and this deal fell into your lap. And you're absolutely right. It's not luck. Um, you were doing the marketing, making it happen. And because of that, this this deal fell into your lap. Yeah, if I've learned anything, that's uh, marketing is is the key for sure. Oh yeah. So um, well, I found it interesting though. You'd think that um, homes that had foundation problems and termites uh, would be something that would scare an investor and would um, um, would make them uh, not want to pursue a deal like that. So how did you end up? Sorry, you cut out there, Alex. I think we might have, Alex, we lost you for a second. But, um, Scott, maybe you can answer the question, you know, what uh, would, would you still pursue a house that had serious foundation problems, that had termites, that that uh, had mold and, and issues like that? Well, yeah, for sure I would. In this situation, I didn't actually know it had those problems until after the fact. But, uh, I mean, any problem like that, I'm is probably easily resolved. And if it's well, not, then it can be, right. it can be, uh, if it's not 
fixable, then it can be negotiated in the price, right? Oh, yeah. There's a price that anything will sell for. Yeah. Uh, Alex, are you back yet? Yeah, I've been here. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, what? no, it's okay. I, I asked him, I said, how did you end up selling it with all those uh, with all those issues? Did you just put it on Craigslist? Yeah, I sold it on uh, Kijiji, actually. Which is, oh, uh, nice. Do you guys have Kijiji down there? Yeah, I Absolutely. think it's eBay Classifieds now, though. Yeah. It's oh, really? Kind of a, they changed it. Yeah, it's a it's it works good for us. I've heard it's um it's bigger in Canada than it is here. Maybe. It's pretty big here. Yeah. It's it's comparable to Craigslist. I use them both. Okay. Yeah. All right, but Alex, I was saying um you're not scared of properties that have foundation problems and termites and mold and meth former meth lab homes, are you? <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> no. But why why are investors afraid of those types of homes? Maybe some investors. Why would they? Because do? they're methods they're motivational factors that influence the price to go down. <laughs> yeah. I mean it would seem to me those would be the houses, the exact same houses we would want to get under contract. Right. Those should be the houses we want to pursue, the ones that have the most damage, the ones that scare the most people. Something I've been wanting to do for a long time and I just never have is start networking with the companies that have, you know, the foundation repair companies, the termite companies, the ones that uh, deal with mold remediation and, and things like that. And, you know, start networking with these, with those companies and telling them, hey, if you ever find a seller that has a big major problem with their house, give them my business card, I'll buy their house and I'll give you a $1,000, $5,000 referral fee. I mean, do you think if we did that, we would have some foundation repair companies give us leads? Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's a great idea. Oh yeah, I think so. And you can you can find those houses on the MLS, can't you? Yeah, sure. They're probably the homes that have been on the MLS for over ninety days. You know, they've been on there a while. They scare a lot of people away. But there's a price. Especially with things like termites and mold, believe it or not, that stuff is really easy and cheap to fix. What is cheap? Yeah. You just go in, replace some studs, replace some walls. Yeah, um, with mold, you rip out the drywall, put new drywall back, mold problem solved. <laughs> <laughs> there was I heard this story and I forget where it was, this basement. Uh, this this house had been on the market for a super really long time, and the basement was was flooded. And it, everybody could just as soon as they walked in the house, they could smell the mold, and they would immediately leave. Um, but this one investor friend, I forget who was telling the story, but um, he you know he smelled the uh, smelled the mold, and uh, like most real investors, he could smell money. That's and, right. And uh, he got his big you know big galoshes, water boots on, went down to the basement. And, uh, and, uh, what did he do? I think he, he, the, the, um, sump pump in the basement had turned off. So he turned the sump pump on and within about 30 minutes, the entire basement was drained of the water. And, uh, there was a lot of mold, but, um, it was simply because the sump pump had not been operating properly. And, uh, he bought the house at a huge discount, just went in, got rid of all of the mold you know, replaced all of the walls that had been molded 
and uh, there's there's companies that you can pay to go in and, and fix the mold and certify that the house is mold-free again. It doesn't matter how much that costs. You just put it into your price, right? Um, but he rehabbed that house and sold it and made a t- gob of money. I forget how much, but um, when my whole point is when something scares you like that, those are the types of deals that you want to pursue. Um, so cool, Scott. Now, you got you got 45 bananas. 45,000 yep. bananas uh, in your pocket. I'm sure you don't pay any taxes in Canada, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I haven't figured that one out yet, but uh, yeah. I'm oh, you will pay, pay buddy. Taxes. You will mm-hmm. pay. <laughs> yeah. I'm so you got to probably uh, Sean Terry's. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Sean Terry what? Uh, Sean Terry is... Uh, I've been listening to his podcast as well, and he's he's saying that uh, a guy should save up a year's worth of income, um, yeah, in the bank, and then uh, figure out what to do with it at that point. Well, that's so good. Gonna, yeah, definitely. Going to keep on going here. So you're going to probably set aside some for taxes. We would probably yep. suggest that'd be a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but are you going to? Are you planning on reinvesting any of that money into marketing? Uh yes, absolutely. Uh we started a Facebook campaign as well as plenty of fish. And then I'm also oh, uh I talked to Gil on Friday and we're, I'm getting set up with uh your gold package still. Well, and, talk uh, a little bit about the talk a little bit about the Facebook plenty of fish um marketing. I'm sure some people are scratching their heads thinking uh, what is that? Well, to be honest with you, we haven't had too much success with it yet. We've had we just started it a couple of weeks ago. We were okay. doing the Facebook uh, in the past, but uh, the Plenty of Fish we just started, and uh, we're still kind of playing with the 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 bids, the bids okay. per click. So uh, we haven't really uh, figured out the the uh, the optimal price yet, but uh, we're working on it. What um, what what kind of ads are you doing? Are you looking for sellers or buyers, tenant buyers? What? Uh, we're looking for tenant buyers and we're looking for sellers. So we got okay. both. I think we got about four ads on there right now. And where We're are you driving about, them uh, to? Um, there's a phone number in the ad, and then they also get driven to our website, islandrentzone.com. Okay. Do you have a? Um, is it a squeeze page that they go to? Uh, no, we're going to be getting set up with that through Gill. I think. I hope. We haven't. Okay. Uh, we haven't. We haven't really tried the squeeze page thing yet. It's all That's really, fresh, really important. Right? Uh, we just uh, we got going in July here, so we're just we're still kind of in uh, setup mode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those of but, you guys uh, that are listening in don't know kind of what we're talking about. Um, Plenty of fish is the internet's largest online free dating website, and um, if you go there, you'd see you know, at any one time there's like five hundred thousand people online or whatever, um, and but the cool thing about Plenty of Fish is that it's like Facebook. You can place ads on the website, and it's really, really cheap, probably about a quarter of the cost of Facebook and Google ads. But you can place ads on there, little text ads with a picture, things like, you know, don't list your house, sell it. We buy houses. I'll pay house. I'll pay cash for your house or whatever for sellers. And then you can also put ads in there for tenant buyers or even for possibly cash buyers, investors looking for deals. 
Um, but the, the cool thing about these websites, Plenty of Fish and Facebook, um, they're cheaper than Google. You don't have to worry as much about um, getting your squeeze page approved or rejected, denied by, by Google and Facebook. But um, the cool thing is it's really, really cheap to get these leads. The best way to make them effective, though, is to have those leads go to a squeeze page. And a squeeze page is simply a page that maybe has a video, has some information, but it won't let them advance any farther until they put in their name and email address. And then once you have their name and email address, it takes them to another page where they can fill out some more information about exactly what they're looking for, maybe the address of their house and things like that. Um, and then it puts them into a autoresponder sequence. A series of emails gets sent to them, you know, every couple of days, every couple of weeks, whatever, however it's set up. And your message is constantly being put in front of them saying, you know, if you decide to sell your house, call me, let me know, we'll buy it. Um, I've been doing for a long time buying leads on the Internet from different websites like ZBuyer and, and House Buyer Network and uh, been getting some good leads from those. Um, but they're not the cheapest. And you can actually, if you decide to do these ads on your own, you can um, you can actually get more impressions, more clicks for less money if you decide to do these ads on your own. Um, now, what's interesting is one thing I really like with Plenty of Fish and Facebook ads is if you're doing the lease option strategy, if you're deciding to, you know, to, to do the lease purchase wholesaling, it works really, really well when you put ads in there for tenant buyers, for potential tenant buyers. And that seems to be the best way to, to get the most numbers, the most response. But one of the things you do is you just ask them, how much do you have for an option deposit to put down on a home? Hmm. And uh, I've been talking to students all over the country who have been doing this. And uh, I have a particular friend in Salt Lake City, Utah. Well, that's all he's doing right now. He flips a lot of lease options. In fact, we interviewed him, Alex, um, yeah, earlier on. Yeah, we did. Bill Velasquez. So is he um, finding the tenant buyer and saying how much you got and then what type of house you want and then go look for that house? <laughs> Pretty exactly. Much. Yeah, he's not even really marketing for sellers anymore at first. Um, he's finding the tenant buyers first who have good deposits. Mm -hmm. And in fact, He's only working with the ones that have four or five percent to put down on a house now. Wow. Um, he's not even working with the ones who have two or three percent, which typically <laughs> is what most of us do. Yeah. But um so he finds and it's it is he is a realtor, so it is easier to do that as a realtor. But you can still do these deals as an investor by finding the buyers first. But that's just I'm just saying this is a great strategy to use. He's not even doing Facebook or plenty of fish ads yet. All he's been doing is doing Google ads. And um, so maybe, you know, you just have to test it and play around with it. That's what we're, we're still in the middle of testing this. And every market is different. Um, and so you just kind of have to test to see what works in your part of the country and what doesn't. But um, it's just another way of, of thinking out of the box, making sure that the marketing is getting done. You're doing something. Um, you're not just hoping that sellers call you. You're not just relying on one or two forms of marketing, right? You have multiple strategies. I mean, Alex, what are you doing? We, we all know you're the postcard king, um, but that's not all you're doing, right? No, I, do, I mean, I do a lot. I do uh, a little bit of online ads. I do the postcards, 
and been making offers on the MLS as well. So, you know, try to keep it keep it uh mixed up. Yeah. Very good. Well, Scott, um anything else you want to say about this deal? Any any advice you have for, for beginners and for people who maybe are struggling to do their first deal or haven't done a deal in a while? I don't I guess education is key. Um if you don't know where to start then uh you know pick up a course, a book, whatnot. Just there's lots of information online. And then uh also just marketing. Just gotta get your yeah. name out there. That's true. Yeah, you're never gonna get anywhere if you don't put yourself out there. I mean if you mm-hmm. think to yourself, Oh, this doesn't work or there's so much competition. I, I might as well not do anything. Well, you're going to get exactly what you're putting into it. Nothing. Yeah. So the key is just do something. Just put mm-hmm. an ad out there. I mean, even if you're not trying to do it all 100%, you know, find a little, you know, ad play, you know, yeah. a little newspaper ad like that just to put in there that doesn't require that much work and you'll be surprised. Uh, I mean, these things fall into your lap sometimes, but it's not going to happen unless you just take yeah. one little action step. <laughs> yeah, and especially right now, there's a lot of motivated sellers out there. You know, um, there, there. I was just talking to a buddy the other day who put an ad in the USA Today. Uh, wow. Scott put an ad in the USA Today, and I've not seen the ad. I don't know what it was. I think it was for sellers, and, um, and that goes nationwide. And it's just like three or four lines. He's, it cost him 400 bucks to do it. And he, uh, he, he got a sale. He did a deal, made eight grand. Hmm. Now, the USA Today, I mean, who would have thought? <laughs> right? Yeah. And, uh, um, there's also, uh, Penny Saver. Do you have Penny Saver magazines or newspapers up there, Scott, in Canada? I haven't heard of it, no. So here in the U.S., there's these little free classified newspapers that you can find in gas stations and stuff. And usually they call mm-hmm. penny saver or something like that. But um I've talked to wholesalers who for years um have been advertising in those little newspapers consistently and love it. Swear by it. They're cheap, they and they're effective and they work. Hmm. Um so th- you know if you try something and it doesn't work, that doesn't mean you should quit. You should keep on doing it. Um you know, and 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 make sure that uh, when you're going to be committing to marketing, that you're going to be consistent with it and dedicated to it in the long run. Yeah, in the long run. Yeah, yeah. The other day, uh, my girlfriend and I, we actually wrote a hundred yellow letters by hand ourselves and uh, oh. sent them all out. Oh, and that's miserable. By the end, of, by the end of it, for we had uh, some pretty sore wrists, but uh, yeah, we didn't even actually uh, get anything out of it. But kind of discouraging. We're going to have to uh, hook you up with um, somebody that can help you with that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, we thought we'd save a little bit of money. We We were looking at uh, yellow letter mail, but uh, we just didn't want to do that at the time. That's a good resource. They're they're very good. Um, Scott, I mean, uh, Alex, are are you doing any yellow letters at all? You still stick with A little bit. I do a little bit every now and then. Nothing consistent though right now. Do you when you so do I'll them when you do your postcards? Do you ever handwrite them yourself? Put stamps on no. them yourself? Heck no! Heck no! <laughs> and we're not we're not knocking you, Scott. Um, but you so, know, if, if you're just getting started and that's all you can yeah. do, I mean that's yeah. that's great. That's better than nothing, obviously. Yeah. Um, 
Well, yeah, all it cost us was, uh, you know, 50 bucks for stamps, I think. Well, let's look at that, actually, then. How much did... Mm-hmm. Uh, Your time is worth pay- so much more than that. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, but, but when you're just getting started, right? Yeah, got, you uh, do what you got to do. Time. <laughs> but here's the thing. You can, through through Michael Quarles, and we've interviewed him on our podcast before, um, and I'm not sure what his prices are now, but let's just say for 90 cents, 80, I mean, 90 cents to a dollar, you can send one hand-addressed, personalized, handwritten, uh, uh, with a stamp, yellow letter, written with red ink, um, to a seller for a, for a dollar. Um, yeah, you might save 25 cents if you do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you look at the amount of time it takes to send an email and pull out your credit card versus doing that all yourself, just the return when on your time. you guys do a, a direct mail campaign like that, how many letters do you send out at one time? Well, I, I personally hardly ever send less than a 1,000 postcards at one time. And, and how and much I'm of a response kind of, rate would that get you? 5,000 is what I normally put out there. Hmm. Yeah, 2% to 3%. Sometimes 1%, you know? Hmm. Um. But I'm talking about a thousand a week. Hmm. So typically four thousand a month when I'm doing postcards. Are you about five thousand a week, Alex, or five thousand a month? No, a month in between different markets. It can be as much as ten thousand. Mhm. And you spend roughly one dollar per per piece of mail. No, no for postcards speak- I spend about forty, uh, thirty six, thirty seven cents. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. By the way, Alex, I think you're using click-to-mail. Is that right? Yes. And that's for a white postcard? Yeah, I mix it up with yellow sometimes, too. Yes. Okay, because corals can do it sometimes cheaper than click-to-mail. With cheap-to-mail, yeah. (laughs) Click-to-cheap-to-mail. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what he named his uh, division of those postcards. Oh, really? I, yeah. Those of you that those of you who don't know his website. If you guys want to check it out, is he has two websites: yellowlettermail.com, and he just got yellowletters.com. By the way. Oh wow! Good yeah, for him. He just got the, He didn't tell me how much he paid for that domain, but it wasn't cheap. He said. I can um, imagine. Yeah, those of you guys again, we interviewed Michael. You got to listen to the podcast way back probably in the teens or something like that. We interviewed Michael and talked to him about direct mail. He's a very experienced investor, and he's got a great service that a lot of us use for postcards and for yellow letters, but you can actually send yellow letters to him. And, by the way, just as a little note, um, Sean Terry has been testing some new postcards that have been working really, really well for him, and he actually gave Michael Quarles the licensing rights to use his postcards, and you can see... That's right. I the, saw that. I saw that. You can on the see the postcard that um, uh, Sean Terry is using, and Michael Quarles can send out for you on yellowlettermail.com and yellowletters.com. I think. Don't quote. We're not. We're not getting anything by referring Michael's site, but it's just a good. We really recommend you get somebody to do the mail for you, and maybe Absolutely. it's a local assistant. You know, maybe it's a local. Your uh, uh, your somebody in your family or somebody locally that does it for you or you hire somebody to do it for you 
like Michael Quarles. But the point is, you just got to get it done. You got to be doing something. You got to get your marketing out there. And uh, then deals like this will fall across your lap sooner or later. Maybe not $45,000, maybe $65,000, maybe $25,000, maybe only maybe one or two. Maybe 1500 bucks. Yeah. $1,500 bucks will take yeah. you and your wife out to a nice dinner and movie, don't you think? Um, several. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. We, I went we know to the nicest steakhouse in New York and arguably maybe even the country the other day, uh, Peter yeah. Luger's Steakhouse. Yeah, and, how'd it go? Uh, it was about a $250 bill, but it was the best steak in the world, really. It was. It melts in your mouth. It's not oh. chewy at one bit. Nice. Peter Luger Steakhouse, check it out. It's been open in the 1800s. <laughs> you know, um, I just took my family camping uh, two weekends ah. ago, and we rented a motorhome, and we went to this campground about three hours south of us, and uh, just gorgeous. The leaves were at their peak. It was beautiful, and we'd never rented a mobile home before. We've done tent camping before. Then the next, you know, about a year ago, we rented a pop-up camper, and, you know, we thought that was a lap of luxury. And we thought, let's let's take it up another level. Uh, let's live large and, and rent an RV. So we rented this little motorhome. It was only like 25 feet long and uh, had a blast. Really, really loved it. We were camping for like three or four nights. and um, and this, But, you know, it just was not big enough. So when I returned it to the uh, motorhome rental place, as soon as I returned it, I said, all right, show me your big ones. I want to see your buses. You know those big bus motorhomes? And yeah. uh, they they showed me one. It was like $200,000, $250,000 or something like that. And, man, it's really, really nice. But, I mean, how many how many uh, mortgage payments do you think a, a $1,500 deal uh, once a month would pay on a big $200,000 40-foot motorhome? You know? Yeah, and, and so absolutely. we're actually talking about renting one in the spring, renting one for a month, and uh, just driving up the East Coast this spring or maybe this winter down to Florida, you know. But uh, that's the great thing about this business. Do a little bit of marketing. Be consistent with it. Be persistent. As you do a deal, reinvest your money into more marketing the more you can do, the more leads you're going to get, the more leads you're going to get, the more deals you're going to do, and the more money you're going to make. And you can pretty much yeah. write your own ticket and design your own life. Yeah. Hmm. Well, Scott, thank you so much for um, for sharing your story. I really think it will inspire some people and um, let them know that they can do it too, even if they live in Canada. <laughs> yeah. Good. Well, thank you, guys. I, yeah, I just uh, – I want to say how much uh, I appreciate your guys' podcast. It's been an in- inspiration to me, and your course is just just phenomenal. It's just uh, it's changed my life. So thanks. That's really awesome to hear. Thank you, Scott. Absolutely. Right. Well, Thank you very much, and I wish you the best of success and more and more deals. <laughs> right on. All right, well, well keep in be- touch. Thank you, Scott. And real quick, guys, listen, um, if there's anybody out there who has done a deal and you want to talk about it, uh, maybe we've helped you, um, inspired you a little bit. Man, we'd love to talk to you. If we get enough of these testimonials in, let us know. Maybe we can. this can be a normal recurring theme 
um, for podcasts, our podcast listeners and hearing about deals that we're doing. And, um, you know, Alex, I think our next episode, we need to, we still have a couple that we've recorded and we've not released yet. I'm embarrassed to admit. Um, I think the next one, Alex, maybe needs to be just you and me. And let's talk about some of the deals we've been doing and, um, some crazy things have been happening for me here in St. Louis. And I know you're doing some pretty cool things with retailing houses or wholesaling, right? That's right. Um, that's right. So let's, let's schedule a time and we can talk more about that. So we got some yeah, good things good. coming down the pipe. We got some good things and I'm excited about this market. Um, hey, thanks, Scott. Thank you, Alex. Okay. Thank Take you, care. Scott. See you all later. Go to realestateinvestingmastery.com um, yes. and check out our Fast Cash Survival Kit. We've got some cool things, and we teach you how we wholesale properties on there. And, um, you know, we've, we've not been updating the podcast as much as we would have hoped recently, but we're still getting some good reviews from you guys, and we want to thank you for that. So go to, go to realestateinvestingmastery.com, download our Fast Cash Survival Kit, and we'll teach you the marketing that we're doing and give you more details about that and how we're – outsourcing our business, traveling the world, um, hanging out with our family and, and the ones we love, and, and maybe even a once in a while wholesaling a property in our underoos. <laughs> hey, right, yeah, you definitely need to go check it out because the price is going to double. Yeah, yeah, we're going to be charging <laughs> maybe a penny next time you go no, to the website. what's double zero? Double zero. <laughs> Yeah, and if, and if you don't like it, we'll give you your money back. That's right. <laughs> right. We will give you triple your money back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, have fun with your family, Alex, and uh, stay dry. Oh, it's starting to blow. I can see it now out the window now. Wow. Well, send us uh, send some pictures if you get a good one. We'll put it on the uh, website. Sure. I, I mean, it would be a great picture to see a tree on top of my Escalade. I guess people would get a kick out of that. <laughs> so just send us some pictures of, uh, you know, trees bending over or something like that. Okay, I'll, I'll see what I can do now. All right, all right. See you guys later. All right, see ya.